BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. And we return to Our American Stories. Up next, a story from Carl Morlantis. Carl is a recipient of the Navy Cross and the author of the best-selling books Matterhorn and What It Is Like to Go to War, two books he wrote after his service in Vietnam, a service he didn't talk about until after undertaking the process of putting pen to paper. Let's get into the story. Here's Carl talking about what he did immediately after the war. First of all, I hid. I mean, I avoided talking about it with anybody because I did have the feeling, and I think it's shared by a lot of veterans, not all veterans, but I did have the feeling that people wouldn't understand, particularly the dark side of things. There's a thrill to war. There's a thrill to crack cocaine too, and there's enormous, enormous costs. I would never want to pay the cost to get that thrill, but to deny the thrill is false. How do you tell somebody who's, you know, I don't know, I, I, 
you know, somebody that you're, you're trying to date and she's a college girl and you just, you just come back. I mean, how do you talk about that? You don't because you're just, first of all, back in the Vietnam era, you would be just, you know, people really were horrible to us, you know, like we were really criminals, you know. So why would you even want to open yourself up to that? So, I mean, I just, you know, I never told anybody I was in the Marines or in Vietnam, just didn't. So that was one way of handling it. It's not right because you've got to talk about it for two reasons. One is for your own mental health. You got to get these, these ghosts out where you can see them. My friend Joe Bobro calls it turning ghosts into ancestors. They're part of you, but if, if you don't deal with them, they'll haunt you. I mean, the reason that you're getting bar fights and your marriage breaks up and you start doing too much alcohol is, is because you're being driven by a ghost and you're not conscious of it. You gotta get it out. And one of the ways of getting it out, I did it by writing, but a classic way is just talking to people, people who you trust. And that would be like your spouse or your brother or your sister. We didn't even do that. And the other side is, if you don't tell people what they're actually asking, you know, 19-year-old kids to do for, for their country, they'll ask them for really trivial bull****. I think half of the military is from seven southern states. The people that are fighting are, you know, their mom and dad works for Walmart. They're not partners in big city law firms. If you don't get these stories out, the people who are making the big decisions, who have, and most of them have never even been in the military, uh, will have no idea what they're asking and will continue to sacrifice our kids for really trivial reasons. Anyway, I just clammed up. It's the wrong way of doing it. I use this analogy. Um, most men, I would say the vast, vast majority of men, don't understand, and young women who have not done, it, done the experience, what it's like to have a child. What is it like to go through childbirth? If the women who have gone through childbirth feel that they're somehow superior to the rest of us, that's a horrible tragedy for the human race. And luckily for us, the women don't do that. But they've been through an experience that young women and men have no clue about really, other than what you read in stories or what you hear people talk about. But if you listen to, you know, your mother or your sister, or, or your, you know, in my age, your daughters, talk about childbirth, and they talk about it freely, you get an idea. You'll never really understand it but you get an idea. And if it wasn't for that, you would have no idea. But I think that veterans, and I often tell you know, combat veterans, don't leave that chip on your shoulder because it is true. I don't think anybody can understand it unless they've done it. I just think that's just the case. You can get close. I mean, good storytelling, good writing, you know, good poetry. There's been some wonderful songs. They get close, but you'll never get there. And you and I will never understand really childbirth. The only people that understand it are the ones who've done it. It's the same with combat. But th the key is that that can't put you into a category where you think that you're better than other people. You just have had a different experience from other people. And that's a very important thing to understand. Like I say, I, I use the example of women who've had babies. They're not superior to the women who haven't. And I think that that's the right attitude, not superior, inferior, just different. And the, you won't ever, I don't think you'll ever be able to bridge the gap. Just that simple. I had to deal with this 
bronze star I got for pulling the kid from out from underneath the machine gun. I was written up for that, you know. You know, did a heroic deed, brave deed in front of a whole bunch of people. And so I got written up for a medal. Uh, and I, I have that one. It's on, it's in the shadow box on the wall in the living room. I had to deal with it. I, I wouldn't have been able to talk to you about that without having written it first. Because it, the, the feeling of, I wonder if I killed him, I wonder if I killed him, God, I could have done it, oh God, oh. I mean, it would, it, would, it would haunt me at night. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, going, oh Jesus, did I put that bullet hole in there? We'll never know, because the bodies were blown up. And uh, I, wish, I wish I'd have, you know, known then, I mean, I, you know, but I, I'll, I'll never know. But having written it down and got it, got it out, I, I remember, you know, literally bawling and snot hitting the keyboard. I mean, I was bawling. I wasn't crying. I was bawling. You know, you know when you're bawling is when you're running out of, you know, both nostrils as well as your eyes. Uh, and uh, writing it down got it out and I could examine it and take responsibility for what I might have done or didn't do, uh, and it was clearly uh, easy, because after I wrote it, first of all, I can talk about it without, I, I mean, I think it, it, before I'd written about it, I, I'd just start shaking, literally start shaking, and, and, and would have to shut up, couldn't carry on. I don't have that problem, and I think that having written it, the ghost is turned into an ancestor. It doesn't haunt me anymore. It's uh, just part of my life. So the writing is, was important for, for those reasons. And also it was important for the other side of it, which I said that people who haven't had the experience, I wanted to tell our story, our story. What 19-year-old kids are trying to grow up and be Marines and be in combat all at the same time. And it wasn't easy. And uh, you know, unless our story gets told, no one will know. I mean, I, I, this is kind of a funny story, but a, a woman came up to me at, at a reading and wanted me to, you know, it was a line to sign the books and I was signing books and she, her turn came up and she was sort of, you know, I'm really embarrassed and sort of hemming and hawing, oh my gosh, I don't know what to say. I, want to, I said, what, what's wrong? What do you want to talk about? I said, go ahead. And she said, well, you know, she said, I was in college during the Vietnam War and I just hated it. I, it was wrong, I hated the war, and I was a protester. I protested every chance I could get, I protested. And then I read Matterhorn and I didn't know you guys slept outside. I about fell out of my chair. But you see, this is a college-educated woman, college-educated, and didn't know we slept outside in Vietnam. <laughs> I'm going like, there's a large, large gap between, you know, the military and the civilians. And that writing helps close it. And a terrific job on the production, editing, and storytelling by our own Monty Montgomery. And a special thanks to Carl Morlantes. And by writing these things down, he was able to turn ghosts into ancestors. But more importantly, I think he was connecting warriors' lives with civilian lives, just as Stephen Ambrose did with Saving Private Ryan, interviewing all those men and women who put their lives at risk in World War II. Call Morlantis, turning ghosts into ancestors, here 
on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.